Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? Welcome to church. Glad you're here today. My name's Zach Burris, and uh, we want to welcome you to the Mill Church. If you're new and wouldn't mind filling out a welcome card, it would be great to have an awareness of who you and your family are. And so you can do that at the mill.church slash welcome, the mill.church slash welcome on your smartphone at any point during the service, or you can fill out a hard copy version at the back. And we are very glad you're here. That being said, you guys want to hear a funny story? So, <laughs> so I just heard this. So Nate Lang <laughs> on the back row in the royal blue shirt, wave Nate. He said, Pastor, I know this is your last Sunday, and I know how much you love people bringing snowmobiles to church, and you've been trying to get this ATV trail connected so people can bring their ATV trail to church. Well, he said, I wanted to drive my ATV to church in your honor this morning, knowing it was your last Sunday. So what I knew was that it was illegal to take an ATV on State Highway 97. What I didn't know is that Officer Kyle would be parked in the parking lot when I arrived this morning. Here's Officer Kyle. Give it up for Officer Kyle. <laughs> so Nate said, Officer Kyle, it's Pastor Zach's last Sunday. Will you give me a break? And he said, I'll give you a break. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. All right, so... I want to welcome, uh, this is a unique year in that we're having an attender share a story of God's faithfulness every week over the course of 52 weeks over the year, so we're calling this the year of 52 stories, and Angie Bruzewitz is going to share her story of God's faithfulness this morning. Will you give Angie a warm welcome today? morning, everyone. So this morning, our 52 stories is not going to be typical, but it definitely is a story of God's faithfulness. This story began 13 years ago, and it's a beautiful example of what walking in obedience looks like and how to love and serve others. Second John 1 6 says, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Pastor Zach and Shannon chose to be obedient to the call the Lord had on their life. You see, at that time, Pastor Zach was the worship leader at Northridge in Marshville, and Galen Hendrickson was the lead pastor at that time. And he had a spirit-led vision to start a church plant beyond the walls of Marshfield. And Stratford happened to be one of those locations. Galen, being a straight shooter, asked Zach, hey, why don't you plant a church in Stratford? Pastor Zach respectfully said, no thanks. In the weeks following, Galen began to preach from the book of Acts, and the Lord's words began to stir and take root in their heart. After a few weeks and much prayer, Pastor Zach's no became a passionate yes. This was no small task. The intense planning and labor began for this new church. Very quickly, God began orchestrating the details, a place to gather, a launch team of 60-plus people, the finances, 
every single piece came together. Here we are in Stratford and the Mill and Edgar, 13 years later, due to their act of obedience and walking in faith. The fruits of Pastor Zach and Shannon's labor is overflowing, and it permeates through so many here, adults, youth, and children, right here at the mill and throughout our community. Goodness, many here today could share ways in which Pastor Zach and Shannon have impacted their lives. Many precious and intimate memories. And might I add, we could also share some pretty hilarious stories. It only seems fitting to share one last Pastor Zach hunting story. My husband Keith recalls vividly the very first time they hung tree stands together. Now keep in mind that Pastor Zach came to us from North Carolina and hunting was a bit new to him. It was midsummer, about 90 degrees. Keith arrived in a t-shirt and shorts. And Pastor Zach arrived with his full-on hunting gear. Yep, boots, pants, long sleeves jacket. Of course, he didn't want to leave any scent in the woods. Off they went as they trekked across the 80-acre hayfield with tree stands, backpacks, and pole saws. It was not until the trek back that finally Pastor Zach said, man, it's sure hot out here, and I've got some major chafing going on. <laughs> but seriously, what an amazing journey it's been. We have seen so much love through their acts of leadership, service, generosity, and compassion, all with a hope for people to know Jesus. Pastor Zach and Shannon, when you arrived here in Stratford, you were an answered prayer and a sweet blessing brought to our family, my family. Spiritually, you have fed encouraged and challenged Keith and I and each one of our boys to love and know Jesus more. You became our dear friends and our second family. Many meals shared, backyards played in, road trips had, laughs had, tears had, embraces, and so much love felt. Our family and your family here at the mill want to honor you and Shannon today and thank you for walking in obedience and love. You know, I know that um, Zach's family and his obedience to come to Stratford and start this has affected all of us in, in different ways and uh, maybe the same of all of us in some ways, but for me, I, uh, I just shake my head when I look at this building, and I don't even realize that I'm in Stratford when I, when I stand here. It uh, seems like I'm in some dream world to have this building here, and Zach's obedience and 
God leading him has done all of this. And um, for me, the biggest result of it all is, you know, I recall driving back and forth to work to Colby and watching this building go up, and I thought, boy, how amazing that is going to be when we get in there. And I remember Zach saying that it's not about a building, it's about people. And I started to realize that, you know, if I came to this building week after week and nobody else was here, how long would I keep coming? After a while, this building would look the same and there wouldn't be any change. So for me personally, what Zach's obedience has done is brought a family of people together that have been amazing in my life. And each and every one of you are part of this family. And uh, I'm just privileged to be with you in all of this. So thank you, Zach, for all you've done, all you've done in my life and all you've done in this community. <clears throat> Let's see if I can get through this. Um, I can barely see my phone with this liquid in my eyes. Um, I wrote a, wrote a little letter for you and Shannon, and then just a small one for you personally, Zach. Zach and Shannon, I want to start by saying how thankful I am for you guys in my life. I thank God for you. I've had the privilege of growing up in this community of believers since I was a little boy. Not only did you guys get to watch me grow, but I got to watch you guys grow as a godly couple and a godly family. Should I just tell the jokes now or later? <laughs> you set an example of honoring one another, loving one another, and challenging one another. Even as a young dude, I noticed these characteristics within your marriage. I couldn't be more blessed to witness such a beautiful marriage and the example you set for everyone in this community of believers. Now this is just for you, Zach. <laughs> I can still remember to this day when you would hop into the Gaga Ball Pit at youth group. Years ago, this is. And you would just absolutely destroy every youth without any care in the world. <laughs> Zach's a bit of a competitor. <laughs> On a serious thought, I couldn't be more blessed to have you, Zach, as one of the godly men in my life growing up and even now to present day. The last year or so that I've been able to serve alongside you and watching the way you serve others, love others, the way you love your wife, the way you lead, and the way you're obedient to God's calling on your life. To pick up everything twice, move across the country in the name of obedience, or to say yes to the vision God gave you for this beautiful building. That is the kind of obedience I earnestly desire in my journey with Jesus. Now just one more quick story, if that's okay. So this was a few years back, summertime. Caden and I, my brother, we like to go play basketball with Zach and our buddy Davis. Um, Zach knows where this is going. It was just the usual afternoon. You know, it gets pretty intense. We're all competitive. And I don't remember the score, what game out of five it was, but Zach went up for a rebound and came down kind of awkwardly. And to my, you know, vision seeing this poor cat struggling in the grass, 
Zach had stepped on this poor cat. And to say the least, it was a very sad day in the Burris home as the kitty didn't, didn't make it. But that's... Zach, I am so grateful to you and Shannon to saying yes to obeying the call to plant the mill church in Stratford. Um, Stratford is my hometown, and I couldn't have been more thrilled when you guys decided to share with me that you were going to build a church, even though at the time, my family and I were living in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities, serving a church out there, and just so happy, and I just, my heart soared when I heard some godly people were going to plant a church, and people would have the opportunity to find a church home and a church family. Little did I know, my husband would say, Leslie, I think we should move back to Stratford. <laughs> and kind of like Zach's response, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but over time, as I prayed about it, I realized I had one giant criteria that would change my yet, no to a yes, and it was a great local church. And immediately, I thought of you guys in the mill church. And I knew, should we move, that we would have to be a part of it. We just have to. And little did I know again how such a huge blessing it would be to myself and my family. We were, we were able to say yes to obedience because you guys said yes to obedience. It has been such a privilege to work with you, to serve under you, You've been a humble, faithful, amazing leader. You've protected us as a staff. You've protected us as a church family. And you've always had our best interest in mind, making sure we knew we were loved by the Lord, no matter who we were, what our past is, or where we've come from. You have taught me to look past well, who we are and to see that our hearts and our souls are what matter and that everyone deserves a chance to know Jesus. And I will forever be challenged by that from you. I appreciate your hearts to love everyone through everything you do, through every conversation, and to know that everyone is welcome here. I also want to thank you for pursuing the vision of this church building. It reminds me of King David when he challenged Solomon to build a temple as an honor to the Lord. And even though we know God does not reside in buildings, I feel like you've built such a reverence for people to come, to sit in God's presence, and to know that they're loved. So thank you for that. Zach and Shannon, your work at the mill may be done, but the fruit is just starting to bloom. We will do our very best to honor the work that you've done for the Lord, and we will continue to bring God glory here. If you don't mind, we'd like to have you come up so we can pray for you. If you guys want to extend your hands. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for Zach and Shannon and God, their presence in our lives the last decade or so. And God, all I can say is I'm just thankful for their obedience. It's not easy. Um, in fact, it's normally never easy. But God, we trust you, and, and they're trusting you in this season of life, and we're thankful for it. 
God, we just pray this in your name. Father, thank you for Zach and Shannon. Thank you for their hearts to obey the call you laid before them. Thank you for working through them, giving them wisdom, strength, and grace to love on and pastor and to bring the hope of Jesus into all of our lives. May you bless them, Father, as they move forward. Bless them with this next adventure that you have them on. May you light the path before them as they step out in faith to pursue what you have next for them. Grant them your wisdom, your patience, and grow them in this next season as they continue to bring you glory, Father. May you bless them tenfold for what they have poured out here. May we not grieve their parting, but may we celebrate the adventure you have on for them, knowing we are always family together in Christ. We love you, Father, and we love the Burris family. In Jesus' name, amen. So just so you're aware, I had no clue any of that was going to happen. That was a complete surprise. So thank you all so much. I can honestly say that the the joy and uh, the honor is ours, not yours. Uh, It's just been a remarkable season of our lives. And, you know, I'm a young man. I'm 41, but the Mill Church has been, um, you know, my life's work up to this point in large part, and, and it's just been such a treasure to share it with you. And I was just thinking, you know, even up until last Wednesday night, we had like 25 some students here at a work night just serving. And they knocked out what a handful of people, you know, would have taken them days to do in a matter of hours. And it was just beautiful. And those are the kinds of eager hearts that we have had the privilege of seeing again and again and again and again. And you truly are a, uh, a special uh, bunch. So I wanted to... Uh, share some memories this morning too and express gratitude to the Lord uh, for where he's brought us from. I recall, you know, the Israelites in the Old Testament erecting stones that they called Ebenezer. And the idea, you see people stacking stones today you know, for fun. It's kind of what they did back then, except the idea was to stack big stones that would be stable and not fall down so that when their kids and their grandkids would come by many years later, that they would see the stack of stones and give praise to God for his faithfulness to their grandparents, to their parents, and to the future generations. And I think today is yet another stone that the Mill Church is stacking in its story. 
And it's a stone that we can look back on with gratitude where he's brought us from thus far and look forward to where he's going to take us in the future. So I remember the first time I moved, I didn't even move yet, but we started the church in uh, Stratford. And I met Ali Kanal at the Midtown building when we were looking at the space on 3rd Avenue to start a church in. And Ali Kanal is a long-standing member of the community, just a faithful, sweet man. This was in February, I believe, and we're looking at this space considering a September launch. And I go to reach out my hand and shake Ali's hand, this distinguished gentleman, you know, it's kind of like the patron of Stratford. And as I do, both feet hit a patch of ice, and I slip and fall right back on my back. And that was my first impression made in the village of Stratford. And he still gave us a lease. I couldn't believe it. Um, But I remember that. I remember going to my first Stratford home football game. Sandy Dinfeld waved at me and said, hey, pastor, she'd been attending for a few weeks, come meet my husband, John. And I remember thinking to myself in terror, oh, a Stratfordian. I'm about to meet a real Stratfordian, you know, outside of the church walls and just kind of scared at this lumberjack kind of figure. And he turned out to be just the most kind, uh, sweet man who's been attending here faithfully for many years. I remember in the Midtown building, the elevator shaft. Every time there would be, it was otherwise a remarkable building, but every time there'd be a significant rain event, the elevator shaft would fill up with water. And so when the elevator would go down, you'd hear a splash at the bottom. And I remember thinking, you know, we always took the stairs, but I remember hoping nobody would take that elevator down and get electrocuted at the bottom of that elevator shaft. It was just always like this irrational fear that I had inside my head and thought about late at night. So I remember outgrowing within a year or two the single kids room that we had prepared. And Jason Kruger proposed that we uh, move some of those kids into a larger unfinished room in that basement and he proposed a carpet square. And I said, Jason, we can't afford a carpet square. And he said, don't worry, Tammy and I are going to take care of it. And just recently his daughter Katie, who's now a 20-something, I can't even read what I have prepared to say. She expressed to my wife, Shannon, that she remembers learning about Jesus on that carpet square. And that it's among one of her fondest memories of the early life in our church. It reminds me of a song out that Maverick City sings called Old Church Basement. And the lyrics read, I don't see anything wrong with lights or stages. I even love it when the crowd gets loud singing out God's praises, but every now and then it can get a little complicated. So I remember when I was in that old church basement singing hallelujah. It's all I need. 
when I think of your goodness and your love for me. Oh, the joy of my salvation is coming back to me. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. Thank you, partner. You read my mind. Thanks. <laughs> that is astute ministerial skill, by the way. He saw me look at the Kleenex box. A couple years later, we'd grown large enough to finish that basement for under $20,000. You couldn't do that for $20,000 today. But for under $20,000, we put up drywall and we laid carpet. We had a whole room full of carpet then. We were so excited. We hired a youth and a children's pastor. It was nothing fancy, that space, but students met with God there. And it reminds me of a few words in that Maverick City song we got together every Wednesday night, about 30 teenagers. My friend Josh bought a cheap guitar and barely knew how to play it. He wasn't putting on a show, wasn't well-known, wasn't trying to be famous, but we sure touched heaven in that old church basement. Hallelujah is all I need when I think of your goodness and your love for me. Oh, the joy of my salvation is coming back for me. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. I'll never forget, six years in, we planted Edgar. We invested $25,000 to start a new campus there. It was a very significant sacrifice for us at the time. And for a couple years, I preached an 8.30 service in Stratford, and then I drove to Edgar to preach a 10 a.m. service, and then I came back and preached the 10.30 a.m. service in Stratford. Some people call it circuit preaching. I call it circus preaching. And on a couple of occasions, I was late. I was always afraid I was going to get pulled over by Officer Kyle or someone else trying to get back to that 1030 service. And, uh, and I'd come in, and I'd be late, and they'd just be talking to each other and chatting and hanging out. They just kind of had to, had to figure it out. I'm so grateful um, that after pulling into that alleyway behind the Midtown building like Batman pulling into a bat cave in a hurry and then preaching a third time that the people were gracious. They never said, eh, Edgar, why are we doing this? They knew that a gospel witness was planted in that village. And I'm so grateful for all of our Edgar people who have remained so committed to Jesus and his church, who have made it through the tough years, the meager years, the trailering years, and are soon to step into their own church building. How cool is it that Edgar's campus pastor and his wife, Nick and Christy, committed their lives to Christ at the Mill Church, Christy and Edgar, in a combined service on Easter Sunday morning, and now they are the pastors in that community. I'll always remember the day that Chris Lang, who is now a staff member, was baptized in our backyard. I even have the privilege this week of baptizing Travis this coming week in our backyard, in our pond. And I remember Chris when he was baptized after many years of Robin's prayers that he would even come to church. 
and we would pray with Robin, and she would keep bringing the kids, and Chris said, lightning would strike me if I ever stepped foot into that place. And then Chris began coming around at an occasional event, and then he'd stick his head in and look around on Sunday morning, and he gave his heart to Christ and became baptized, and he sits back there and turns knobs every Sunday morning and loves the Lord. I always remember when Nicole Barg, then Whirlin, visited from Pittsville. She came to one of our Monday night services. She was a difficult place in her life. And she stood there during worship with tears in her eyes, and she gave her heart to Christ, and she became our youth pastor, and then she became the first missionary out of the Mill Church, reaching kids, students for Jesus. Brady has continued in that tradition. Uh, Brady's brother, Caden, and Devin, and Darren are going to YWAM for several months in Hawaii in upcoming days, just seeking what God has for their lives. It's amazing. I always remember looking for land, and we looked at a different parcel off of County End near the Day Town Hall. Anybody know where that is? Pardon me for a moment. That's embarrassing. I don't know what else to do. Okay? Well, you got to look at that Kleenex the rest of the service. I'll put it in my pocket. Brady, come here. Will you take these, buddy? (laughs) Don't touch the microphone, whoever's coming up next. Find some latex gloves someplace, Dennis. Help them out. Um, I remember looking for land, and I I remember standing on that parcel in County M and holding hands with Gary and Mary Lou Lehman and praying that God would give us clarity on where to be and that God would reveal himself to us and reveal his plan and that he'd open the right door and close the right door. And within days... Of that prayer, we received word that 10 acres may be coming up for sale on State Highway 97. And I'll always remember having this crazy idea to build a new church using old barn timbers. And I remember taking this to the elder board, talking them into buying a barn (laughs) for $5,000. And we had no clue how we were going to dismantle this barn. And yet we wrote a check for $5,000. And God blessed us with these crazy, awesome guys called the Schlinsogs out of Granton, Wisconsin. And they dismantle barns for a living. And for the price of a few timbers, they came up with big tail handlers and took that barn down and buried everything in the foundation. And our volunteers came up and pulled nails out of barn wood and I'll never forget walking the magnet over the property to get any nails that had straggled and been left behind and picking up a single piece of sheet metal 
and thanking God for that Ebenezer stone. Because I didn't know how we would do that. And it was the last day we had by contract to get that barn off. And I walked out, and the only thing left on that property was a piece of sheet metal. And I kept that in my machine, set, my machine shed for years. And every time I would see it, I'd thank God for his faithfulness. And today those beams are in our new church. When, that, when those beams arrived on this, this property, and after having been pressure washed and erected, I felt like sitting down in that commons area with a big fat cigar like Hannibal on the A-team and saying, don't you love it when a plan comes together? That's what I felt like doing. It's unbelievable. I always remember the bold initiative where story after story came forward of people foregoing vacations and vehicle repairs, kids selling their entertainment systems and bringing in their piggy banks in order to build this space. And this building went up, glory to God, in the middle of a pandemic while we met in a public park to keep from giving each other colds. And I remember serving alongside you in El Salvador. I'll never forget laying concrete block and driving a skid steer for the very first time. And the bucket getting a little high and me going a little too downhill and the machine tipping forward. And instead of checking to see if I was okay, Tom Curtis was on the side taking pictures on his cell phone of me tipped up on my nose in the cage I'll never forget Glenn White. We had a trailer, a church trailer, that needed to go to Stratford Sign to get decaled for our Edgar startup. And I told Glenn White to go pick up the trailer that it was parked on East 3rd Street at a resident's home. And for whatever reason, Glenn went to West 3rd Street, and there happened to be another trailer parked on West 3rd. Glenn picked up somebody else's trailer and towed it to Stratford Sign and left it in their parking lot. And I got a call saying, Pastor, I thought you told us the trailer was white. This is a black trailer. And I said, what? And I called Glenn and I said, put that trailer back where you took it from now. I don't, to this day, we don't know if the people even knew that it was missing. But it reappeared, glory to God. <laughs> that call never came in? Good. I'll always remember the miracles that God provided. The indoor play area donated. The asphalt donated. The new Edgar Church largely donated. These gifts came from unexpected places out of nowhere. God knew our needs. I think of the words from that same Maverick City song, Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. 
And I once was blind, but now I can see. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. All over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. Oh, shout to the Lord, all the earth. Let us sing. It's just an old hallelujah with a new melody. And while I may not always remember exactly who raised their hands on a Sunday morning to say yes to Jesus, or who I had the joy of baptizing, or whose babies I had the privilege of dedicating, or who I counseled or married or buried, there were countless of these not rote activities, but God moments. These were times where we connected with the living God. And times for which Shannon and I and the kids are grateful and will remember for many years to come. Just last night, I reminded Nora that this was our last Sunday at the Mill Church. And, and she just started to cry. And you know what thought came to my mind? I am so grateful. That this is hard. I'm just so grateful that this is not easy. I'm so grateful that we had an opportunity to touch God in that old church basement and now in our permanent home in Stratford and soon in a permanent home in Edgar. Has not been a sermon today, per se, and I apologize to my legalistic friends, <laughs> but I do hope these words have given testimony to the goodness of God, to the faithfulness of God, to the incomparable riches of God, to the grace of God, to the salvation of God. He has been with us. He is the same, Hebrews says, yesterday, today, and forever. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do exceedingly above, abundantly above what we could ever ask, imagine, or think according to his power that is at work in you. In you. So here's what I want to do um, in the next just couple of minutes, and I'll turn it over to the team. First, I want to share with you some thoughts regarding Dean Anderson and Eric and Leslie Jackson. Dean Anderson is a faithful pastor of many, many, many years. He was in the Port Edwards community, pastor of Christian Life Fellowship. He served when I was on sabbatical a few years ago and did a series on Jonah here at the Mill Church, and he's going to be preaching the next two Sundays, so you will not want to miss Pastor Dean. I know he's going to have a salient word from the Lord for our church family. 
Also regarding Eric and Leslie Jackson, this is going to be off the cuff, but I'm kind of shooting from the hip, but I also kind of have an idea what I want to say. Please love them. Please love them. Um, I have the incredible, I'll call it a luxury, of starting a church and setting the culture. And so anybody that comes is basically agreeing, wow, we're going to be a part of this culture and this church family. Eric and Leslie have unique gifts that God has blessed them with. And they are inevitably going to make some changes. And I want to just encourage you to get behind them, to put wind in their sails, to invite them over for dinner or take them out to dinner and get to know them and their two bulldogs. Buy some treats for their bulldogs, okay? Love on their bulldogs. And just be a joy for the Jacksons to lead and for the Jacksons to serve. Ask how you can come along and help. I uh, hope that Eric casts a vision one day for a phase two. Maybe a new gym, maybe more classroom space. Who knows? Get behind him. Support him. Serve them. Show up. Be faithful. Volunteer. Um, they're going to do so well here, and we could not be any more happy for their arrival. The last thing that I want to leave with you is if there would be nothing else that I've ever said that has been memorable, here's what I hope you'll remember. If we're talking about growing in Christ, in my mind, if I were to reduce instruction to you to two words, could you remember two words? I hope so. Yes, you can do that. Okay, here are the two words. You ready? Read and pray. That's all you remember. Please remember to read and pray. The Bible is God's gift to us. It's the revelation of himself. There are translations that are as easy to read and comprehend. They're like you talking to me. They're in the vernacular. There is no excuse in the United States of America not to read. We have it on our phones. We can download the app. Draw close to the Lord. He wants to speak to you through his word. So read, get to know him, love him. Secondly, pray. Talk to him. Just like you do to your buddies, just like you do to your family, just like you do to your coworkers. Express your needs to the Lord. Take them to him. He will carry your burden. He will provide for you. He will provide for the mill church. Take your needs to him. Take your concerns to him. He's willing to bear it. Amen? Well, why don't I pray and we'll take our offering. 
Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with us as we play and eat later later on this afternoon, that you would uh, be delighted by our fellowship and our company. Lord, that the spirit of your people in unison would be just a treat to you today. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with the Mill Church for many years to come, that this is just an Ebenezer stone. This is just a start. This is just a prologue, Lord, for what is to come. We trust you. We lean into you. We give you the honor, the glory, the praise. We sing hallelujah in Jesus' name. Amen.